Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Negotiate Better. Well, this is a limited episode podcast course focused primarily on negotiating in the film and television business. My name is Shitish Kokus and this is a world in which I have spent a decade and have had a lot of experiences negotiating with several kinds of stakeholders. These negotiations have been commercial, sometimes non-commercial. However, I can confidently say that at least 70% of the times, maybe 65, maybe 75, but most of the times they have been about the human emotions management. Through my journey, I've had the privilege of many mentors who've helped me by mostly being on the opposite side of the table. Very early in the process, and irrespective of whether the outcome of a negotiation was in my favor or not, I really started to appreciate good negotiators. But just appreciating the skills of other people far more seasoned than me wasn't really my scene. I really wanted to become better myself. And as all of you know, when you have a strong desire to improve, but not really someone to guide you through it, you Google. That's exactly what I did. And I found Chris Voss in minutes. He essentially is synonymous with negotiating. Let me just do a quick bio on him. So Chris Voss is phenomenal. He has spent over 24 years in the FBI where he's handled countless hostage situations, including the kidnapping of journalist Daniel Pearl in Pakistan in 2002. After retiring from the FBI, Voss founded the Black Swan Group, a consulting firm that provides negotiation training to companies and individuals worldwide. So after I found Chris Voss on Google, I also quickly found that he's authored a book. The book's title is Never Split the Difference. So I read it. Then I read it a second time. And frankly, at this point in time, I've really read it so many times. But... That's also a comment on, frankly, the journey to become better that I've been on. A journey to imbibe the knowledge and insights that he has to offer, but also parallelly figure out my own uniqueness in the art of negotiation through this entire process. And I can confidently say that I've fared reasonably well, better than I would have had I not found him. So let me just clarify one thing. As film and television executives, we'll never really be exposed to the dangerous hostage situations that Chris was as a master at. But there's still so much to learn and imbibe from the principles that he has learned in his experience. Because the principles of negotiation pretty much remain the same whether you're negotiating a 100 rupee deal or you're negotiating a 1 crore deal or you're negotiating a 100 crore deal. It comes down to the basics. In this episode, I would take you through my key learnings from Chris Voss in absolute brief because we will be utilizing these techniques in the subsequent episodes. I would really, really advise reading his book and frankly, at this point in time, also watching his masterclass if you want to get a much deeper understanding. However, if time is a constraint, this will do just as well. I will leave the links of the book and the masterclass in the description below. So let's start. So what are some of Chris Voss's negotiation tactics? Number one, active listening. One of the most important negotiation tactics that he emphasizes is active listening. It means not only hearing what the other person is saying, but also understanding their perspective and feelings. He uses a technique called mirroring, where he repeats the last few words of what the other person says to show that he's listening and encourage them to keep talking. This technique helps to build trust and rapport and can be useful in diffusing tense situations. Let me just give you a quick example on how active listening and mirroring 
can be used in a negotiation between a writer and a producer. It's going to be in a dialogue form. So just play along. Producer, I'm concerned that your script may not be commercially viable. It's too niche and I don't think it'll appeal to a broad audience. Writer, I hear you. I understand that you're worried about the commercial prospects of the script. Producer, exactly. We need to make sure that this project can attract a wide audience if you're going to invest in it. Writer, I understand your perspective, but I also believe that the unique angle of the story could attract a devoted fan base, a devoted audience. What if we focus on that group? Now, in this example, the writer has demonstrated active listening by acknowledging and repeating the producer's concerns. By doing so, they show that they understand the producer's perspective and are willing to work together to find a solution. This approach can help build trust and foster a collaborative negotiation environment. Number two, labeling. Another tactic he uses is labeling. Labeling is a technique where you give a name to someone's emotions, fears, or concerns. By doing so, you show empathy and understanding, which can help to de-escalate the situation. For example, if someone says they're concerned about the cost of a project, you could label their concern by saying, it sounds like you're worried about the cost. This approach can help the other person feel heard and understood. Now, let's give a quick example of labeling. Let's say a director is negotiating with a producer over the budget of their upcoming film. The producer expresses concern about the cost of the film and the director could use the labeling technique by saying, it sounds like you're worried about the financial risks of the project. By labeling the producer's concern, the director shows empathy and understanding of the producer's perspective. This approach will help the producer feel heard and understood and it will definitely lead to a more collaborative negotiation. Number three, asking open-ended questions. This is another key negotiation tactic that Chris Voss emphasizes. Open-ended questions are those that require more than a yes or no answer and can help to uncover more information about the other person's needs and interests. By asking open-ended questions, you can also demonstrate your interest in the other person and build rapport. He suggests using questions that begin with what or how to encourage a more in-depth response. Now let's give a quick example of utilizing asking open-ended questions in a real-world situation. Let's say that the studio is interested in producing a film and they are in negotiations with the producer who has several successful films under their belt. During the negotiation, the studio representative might ask an open-ended question like, can you tell me more about your vision for this film and how it aligns with the studio's goals? This question not only shows interest in the producer's perspective, but also encourages them to provide a more detailed response. The producer might respond with a detailed description of the film's plot, characters and themes, as well as how they believe it fits into the current market and aligns with the studio's brand. By asking this open-ended question, the studio representative can gain a better understanding of the producer's vision for the film and how it aligns with the studio's goals. This will help both parties to reach a mutually beneficial agreement. Similarly, the producer might ask an open-ended question such as, how does the studio see this film fitting into their overall strategy for the year? This question can help the producer gain insights into the studio's goals and objectives and can also help build rapport between the two parties. Asking open-ended questions is a means 
for both parties to gather more information, clarify their understanding of each other's needs and interests, and work together to find a solution that meets everyone's objectives. Number four, the Ackerman model. Chris Voss uses a negotiation model called the Ackerman model. This model involves making a series of offers and counteroffers, starting with a high anchor, that's the first number that you put out, and gradually decreasing the amount with each subsequent offer. By doing so, you create a perception of making concessions, which can encourage the other party to make a concession in return. The final offer should be close to what you wanted initially, but it should be presented as a concession. Now, let me give you a quick example of how the Ackerman model could be used in a negotiation between a writer's agent and a production company. The numbers used in the below example are purely for reference. Step one, the agent starts with a high anchor offer of two crores for a TV series contract. The production company counters with a low offer of 75 lakhs. The agent makes their first concession and drops the price to 1.75 crores. The production company counters with 1 crore. The agent makes their second concession and drops the price to 1.5 crores. The production company counters with a final offer of 1.3 crores. The agent makes their final offer of 1.4 crores that's presented as a concession and the deal is accepted. By gradually decreasing their offer, with each counteroffer and presenting the final offer as a concession, the agent is able to negotiate a favorable deal for their writer client. Number five, the no strategy. Finally, Chris Voss often recommends using the no strategy. This strategy involves using the word no strategically to maintain control of the negotiation. By saying no, you force the other person to reconsider their approach and come up with a new solution. For example, if someone offers a price that's too low, you could say, I'm sorry, but that offer is not acceptable. By doing so, you're encouraging them to come up with a better offer. Now, let me give you a quick example of this strategy in application. The situation is that an author and his agent are having a conversation because there is a producer who has made an offer for the film adaptation rights to his book. So here goes, agent to the author. We've received an offer from a producer to adapt your book into a movie, but the initial offer is lower than we were hoping for. Author to the agent. How much did they offer? Agent to the author. They offered 10 lakhs for the film rights. Author to the agent. That's much lower than what we were expecting. Can we negotiate for more? Agent to the author. Absolutely. We could use a no strategy and say that their offer is not acceptable. Author to the agent. Okay, let's do that. Agent to the producer. First of all, thank you so much for showing interest in the author's book and putting forward an offer for the film adaptation rights. However, the offer is not acceptable. We were hoping for a much higher offer that truly reflects the value of the book. Producer to the agent. Okay, we understand. How about 25 lakhs? Agent to producer. That's closer to what we were hoping for, but frankly, we still feel the book has significant value and would like to negotiate further. As you can see, the agent used the no strategy to maintain control of the negotiation and also to encourage the producer to come up with a better offer. By doing so, they were able to negotiate a higher price for the film rights. So these are the top five negotiation tactics built on the foundation of active listening, 
empathy and understanding that Chris Voss talks about in his book. By using these techniques, you can create a sense of rapport and trust with the other person. And that can be crucial in any negotiation. And frankly, may even be the difference between getting what you want or not getting what you want. In the subsequent episodes, we will deep dive into these negotiation principles and how I would recommend applying it to your own negotiations in the entertainment business. Thank you so much for listening and I genuinely hope that you found this episode informative and useful. See you in the next one. This is Shitish Kokas, signing off.